Hello, hello, hello. This is your girl Sada Star coming to you with another episode of A Day in the Life of the Alpha Woman, the official podcast of the Easy Breezy Life Community. So y'all, I know, I know your girl has got to do better. You're going to need me to do better. But before we go into this week's topic, I just want to welcome all of our listeners. If this is your first time joining us for an episode of the Easy Breezy Life, uh, the Easy Breezy Life, a day in the life of the Alpha Woman podcast is a podcast dedicated to an online community dedicated to the lives and experiences of everyday alpha women. And what is an alpha woman? An alpha woman is a woman who's strong, who has overcome a great deal of things. She is a woman who leads in every sector of of her life. And she is a woman who um, is fierce. She's focused. She's fired up and needs to learn how to live and operate in community because we are stronger and better together. So my hope is that by coming to you on a weekly basis and talking about my experiences and the experiences of my fellow alpha women, that you too will learn how to manage and balance your faith, your family and life and pursue your goals. We're all about a community and wellness and we're all about making this a group project. But I do also want to say that this podcast and everything we share on the Easy Breezy Life platform is not intended to replace professional medical or legal or financial advice. Every view expressed here are solely the views of the speaker and not that of any other organization other than the individual who is expressing it. So anytime you hear anybody speak out here on the Easy Breezy Life, know that they're coming in as their own person and that includes me. Okay. So before we jump into this week's topic, we're going to take a moment to hear from our sponsors. back. So ladies and gentlemen, this is the season finale of season one of the Easy Breezy Life podcast. And can I just say, I am so proud of myself for following through on this. Now, when I started, my goal really was to give a weekly episode. I maybe didn't plan that out or think about that all the way through or plan in advance enough. So I am learning how to balance this and everything else. And, you know, just kind of remembering and reminding myself to be gentle with myself, that this is a marathon and not a race, and that my alpha women community are supporting. Uh, They're supportive. They understand what I'm going through. They're busy too. So I hope that you're coming in with a forgiving heart. And again, remember, you know, my prayer is always that when you tune in, that you are hearing something that is dedicated for you, for your life, that's going to move you forward, right? We are all about learning to walk this journey called life together. And I like to think of myself as just a vessel, but not as someone who's arrived. So just like you as I am sharing advice and dishing out how to balance. I'm applying these things to my everyday life myself. So rest assured knowing that I am not your guru. Your girl is just out here making it happen and sharing along the way, hoping that I can help my alpha women friends live successful lives while I strive to live my best life. So 
Part of trying to live my best life in the month of June is going to be taking a break from social media. So I have been very active on social media for the past, I want to say, you know, since January, because part of it was, you know, trying to build the brand, rebuild my online presence, because I had been MIA since having my children, losing a child, then being in the NICU with my son and transitioning back home. And so I really wanted to spend some time on building my online presence. Now, with that being said, now that I think I have a quite a bit of a narrative out there, your girl is taking a break because sometimes you got to detox off of social media. And let me tell you something. The year that I spent not being on social media and focusing on my family and even focusing on my son, even in the midst of a crisis, my husband and I accomplished so much more that year than in every other year because there was no distraction called social media. So the interesting thing about social media is that, you know, if you have a business, if you have an idea that you're trying to get out there, social media will definitely help you promote it. But on the flip side, it's taking time. Okay. So your girl might just have to get a social media manager and keep that moving because, um, what I actually learned was that, you know, the most richest people probably spend no less than like two minutes on social media per day, right? So if you're seeing a Mark Zuckerberg post, a Bill Gates post, know that they are not the ones posting that. Somebody else is doing that while they are out there making it happen. And so right now, what I am trying to do as I take this social media break, as we take a break from filming, is really thinking of strategies and ways to organize, to maximize um, my time and to still be able to give you quality content when we do come back from the season break without having the gaps in between. So pray for your girl as she gets that done. And I hope that this summer you take a break from social media and go out there and actually live your best life that's not online because there's a whole lot of life happening around us that we miss when we're scrolling, 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 and scrolling or, you know, trying to post content. I should also say that one of the things that I learned, you know, in going into the easy breezy life is at first it was all about like, oh, how do I promote myself and get that, get myself out there? And I really prayed about it and felt like God's like, I will make your name great, right? I will promote you. And what I have seen along the way is that God really will cause blessings to chase you down. So if you're working on something, you're plucking away at a dream that you believe was laid on your heart, keep going, keep going, girl, because at some point, things are just going to click and the blessings and the opportunities and the open doors are going to come looking for you because that, I would say, is the living proof that I'm walking in right now. No better thing than to know or to be reassured that you're headed in the right direction than by God reaffirming your steps and opening doors that you haven't even knocked on um, to give you opportunity. Now, I should also say that not every door um, just opens, right? Sometimes you'll get a door and there'll be some resistance, but that's where your grit and your persistence and the grace of God comes in to keep us moving. So we have to make sure that we don't quit at the first sign of trouble if we really believe in what it is that we are doing. So today, I want us to talk a little bit about breaking free, healing, and moving in to what I call winning season. So my whole semester and really the, t- the time that I'm going to be spending offline is going to be about trying to, trying to move into the winning season, try to, try to feel and walk like a winner, try to train like a winner. And that's in every dimension of my life. That's physical, emotional, spiritual, mental. I just want to level up in every arena and be ready for the floodgates that have been opened in my life. 
But there are many things that I got to leave and break away or break free from if I'm going to do that. And today, I really want to talk about the four areas that I believe um, you need to break free from if you are going to walk and step into your winning season. Okay. Number one, let's set up some, some parameters, right? God wants you free. He wants you free, period. You know, there's a lot of um, conversation out there, especially sometimes in the black Christian community about glorifying struggle, glorifying hardship. Now, there are times of seasons of crushing, okay? Because I definitely went through a crushing season. I've been through multiple crushing seasons in my life. And I'm sh- probably have not seen the last of it, unfortunately. But The one thing that I will say is that, yes, you will have to go through hard times, but God's purpose in taking you through hard times is so that you can be free to reign, free to thrive, and free to prosper. Not so you can live a life just full of struggle. He wants you to maybe be crushed for a season, but he really wants you walking from victory to victory. And if we focus our attention in the crushing seasons in the right direction, then I really believe that God will take us into seasons and a life of reigning. Now, some people don't believe that it's realistic, but all I do is to find the one or two examples of people who are living a victorious life and I hold on to those testimonies. So I encourage you today, even if the little voice is nagging in your head and saying, is it really realistic to live a life where you're reigning, thriving, and prospering? Yes, yes, yes. Don't buy into it. Find your example, find your promise in the word of God and hold on to it. Now, something that is also important for us to establishes that, you know, God, you know, Jesus is the good shepherd. He is the good shepherd. And it says in John 10, 7, 10, that he is the good shepherd and he is the gate for all the sheep, right? He lays out his life for the sheep. Even though the thief came to steal, kill, and destroy, God has come that people might have an abundant life. Jesus came so that you might have a full life in all of its fullness. Now, if it's your first time joining me, you're like, why does she keep talking about God and Jesus? Well, that is because a day in the life of the alpha woman is dedicated to my experiences with faith, family, and life. You might not believe what I believe. However, I am a firm believer in sharing my faith and walking in my truth and my story. Your story may be different, but I still hope that you can take one or two nuggets from my message that will be a blessing to you. The second thing that I want to talk about too and clarify is that God is not glorified in your struggle. Okay. He's not captain of the struggle bus. He is not glorified in struggle. He is glorified in your triumph because Philippians 4.19 says, our God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Riches, riches. I don't know about no rich people on the struggle bus. Do you? Okay. Thank you. The next thing that's really important to keep is that, you know, God wants to see you triumph. He wants to see you win. All throughout the New Testament, we see Jesus healing the sick, giving good news to the poor, proclaiming liberty to the captives and giving sight to the blind, liberty to those who are oppressed and giving favor. He wants to see you move from tragedy to triumph. So for me, every time I have a tragic occurrence happen, I'm like, Lord, God is just using you to to, God is just using me to tell his story for the whole world to hear how awesome he is. 
And that's really what this is about, right? God has been awesome. My life hasn't been, you know, a crystal stair and a bed of roses, but God has still been faithful. And that's why I'm able to sit here today and talk to you. So what's holding us back? If God wants us triumphant, if God doesn't want us on a struggle bus, if he's not glorified in struggle and wants to see us triumph because he sent Jesus to die on the cross for us to have that triumphant life, what could be holding us back? Today, I want to talk about four things that I have seen in my life hold me back from propelling into destiny. Number one, religion. Ooh, a religious spirit. Ooh, but you're like, well, hold up. You keep talking about Jesus. Isn't that religion? No, no, my friend. So something that I have learned along the lines in the journey of my faith journey is that religion and faith are two different things. Religion has existed from the beginning of time. When I hear the word religion, I think of traditions, ways of being, norms, practices, laws, and all of those things that men And people and human beings create to create structure and boxes because people like boundaries and order. Religion existed way before Jesus. So he did not come to earth, in my opinion, and in my view, and what I believe my Bible teaches me to bring me religion, because that already existed. Religion, to me, is practices without the faith, without the belief. Right. And so when I look at the difference between religion and faith, for me, my faith is about my relationship. Right. A relationship with God, a relationship where I can be honest about my shortcomings, a relationship where I can say, hey, there's this one area of my life that I keep working on. And God is being patient with me and working me through and the Holy Spirit is nudging me and helping me to deal with the weaknesses of my life. Right. But it's about a journey about not being perfect, but about pursuing just being a better human being every single day, making a decision that you're going to be better than who you were yesterday. Religion, on the other hand, for me sometimes, and at least in my experience, and again, this is my story, right? And so everybody else's story might be different. And and that is why it's always important to not rely on a single story. But I'm just going to tell you about my experience. I grew up in a heavily religious Muslim household where religion and that concept of God just felt like a burden. It felt like a chain. It felt like a yoke that was placed upon my life. I went into Christianity seeking freedom and then I found more religion, went to churches and there's more religion, more things, more things to do. And no matter what, whether I was, whether I was Muslim or whether I was Christian, there were times in my life where I just felt trapped. Now, enter the experience with my son, where as painful as it was to go through the NICU for the first time, I felt like I had encountered freedom. See, before going into the NICU, I thought that if I just tried to live a perfect life, nothing negative would happen and I would get all this right. But guess what? Number one, you're never perfect. Number two, trying to get it all right does not preclude you from having dangers and storm. So I'm like, so hold up now. If I was trying so hard to be perfect and all of these things happened, should my focus be on that trying to be perfect or should my focus be on the one who died for me to be free, right? So my Bible teaches that Jesus died for my past, present, and future sins. That means that tomorrow I'm going to make a mistake, but that those sins have already been paid for. 
And that's the hardest thing sometimes, I think, in a system of meritocracy, in a system of pay like you way for people to believe that you could really get the good that you don't deserve because it's all unmerited favor. All unmerited favor. And there was a time in my life that I really did have a grasp on the God's unmerited favor. But do you know that if you don't meditate on that unmerited favor every day, that you will slip into being religious, you will slip into being legalist, and you won't even realize that you did that. And how do you know that you are under a religious spirit? Number one, you're constantly aware of your mistakes, constantly feeling guilty, constantly feeling shamed. Number two, you shame others when they make mistakes. You don't even let people live down their errors. You're so busy judging everybody else that you don't even see the log in your own eye before you start trying to pick out the the splinter in someone else's eye. Number three, you lack compassion. No compassion for fellow man. Oh, something bad happened to a person. Ha ha. They deserve what they got. Ooh, who wants to be around that kind of nasty person? Next, you may have a mechanical prayer life or mechanical ways that you go about engaging in your faith or what you perceive to be faith, but it really has just become routine, nothing special, nothing that lifts you up. And and four, you always got to see a miracle or or you got to have something good happening in order for you to be in a good place. Your joy is based on circumstance and not a situation that is beyond circumstance. And I have to tell you something. I've come to a place in my life where regardless of what is happening around me, I am going to live my best life. So often we give up our power and our joy to what people think about us, allowing others to validate us, allowing others to celebrate us. And it's so fleeting because people will love you today, hate you tomorrow, and then love you again. And guess what, sis? You're going to be all right no matter what. So you have to learn how to be joyful and confident in who you are all by yourself with others or not. Okay. And that leads me to the second point of things you got to let go to move into your winning season. The critics. Oh, the critics are the people who got a problem for every solution. You got an idea, they got a roadblock. You have a success, they have a downside. You have a positive report, they got a devil's advocate for for your response. You never win with the critics. You have got to get far, far away from them and let them be far, far away from your projects because you know what? They are dream killers. Critical people are are just, unfortunately, people who only see the negative. So what's an example of that, right? So in Numbers chapter 13, where Moses sends out 12 spies to spy out the land for the for the children of Israel, God has brought them out of Egypt and he's saying, I'm giving you a, man, a land flowing with milk and honey. It's going to be bomb. Moses says, all right, let's send somebody out to spot out the land. People come back. 10 of the 12 spies are depressed and distraught. Talking about how they can't go up against those giants. We were grasshoppers. We're not able. Well, guess what? If you say you are not able, you are not. If you say you are able, you are in fact that. I have learned and have put into practice this past year that anybody, anybody who wants to talk to me about practicality will be realistic. I cut them out. Now, I'm not talking about cutting out sensible people who are telling you to get rest, to balance yourself, to manage your ambition. I'm talking about people who haven't had the courage to step out of their comfort zone in years, giving you advice about what's best for you in your life. 
Get away from them. Get away from the gossips. Get away from about people who want to judge situations and circumstances that they know nothing about. Get away from the slanderers who got negative comments about others, posting, going on social media, and constantly having commentary on other people's pictures. Post your pictures. Comment on your own things. These are people who are always complaining and think that they are so much smarter than everybody else in the room. You got to wear away from them. I have to tell you, okay, I have years of experience. I'm in a pretty interesting role where I have a fancy title or what people perceive to be a fancy title, but there is not a person that I don't encounter in a day that I don't think I can learn from. If I see a janitor, if I see my neighbor now, mind you, I live in Newark, New Jersey, and I live and I work for a, a well-respected university. So my life feels like two different things, depending on where I am in the morning and in the afternoon. But I have to tell you that I treat the people who I see every day in my community with the same respect that I treat even the person at the highest level at the institution. Hey, everybody is entitled to respect. Everyone is entitled to courtesy. Until you show that you don't respect yourself, to which I just promptly cut you out of my life. Hey, my love game is strong. My respect game is strong. My block game is stronger if I have to. And that is why critical people got to go, right? So critical folks, they're not going to help you. They're, they're, they're holding the wagon back. You got to cut away from them no matter how much you love them. Another thing you got to cut back from and break away from is the past. So you've been disappointed. So somebody betrayed you. So something you thought would really work out didn't work out. And a journey that you took that you thought was going to work out a particular kind of way didn't go how you hoped or had planned. But here's the thing. You are where you are right now. So what decision are you going to make about moving forward in this moment? Are you going to hold on to the past or are you going to decide that your latter days are going to be better than your former days and begin to walk in that truth. I have had some really tragic life circumstances happen to me along my way in the journey of life. And what has really helped is having a resilient spirit and knowing that God holds my yesterday, today, and my tomorrow, and being able to say that no matter how much this failure, no matter how much this struggle, no matter how much this disappointment feels, when I'm done mourning, when I'm done crying, I'm going to get up, I'm going to pick my head up and keep it moving. You've got to keep it moving. Don't hold on to yesterday's testimonies, just like you shouldn't hold on to your mistakes from yesterday. God has forgotten them, and so should you. Some signs that you might be holding on to the past is saying things like, I remember back in the day I had so much money, I had so much success back in my time, back then. Nobody wants to hear about it anymore, sis. We over it. You should get over it too. Or, you know, your last testimony of how good God was, was five years ago. He ain't do nothing for you today. Are you not breathing? Are you not walking? Are you, do you not have a smartphone that you are listening to this podcast from at this very moment? Okay. There's lots to be grateful for. Be thankful for the little today, because if you're grateful for the small things, you will have more to celebrate. The next thing is you won't even allow the people around you to evolve. You don't want to let loved ones evolve, children, spouses, and your organization that you're a part of. You're just so resistant. You're the person who's always saying, but we've always done it this way. Oh, 
Okay, well, keep your resistant self in the past while the rest of us move forward into the future. Some other things you got to let go of, the old you, the old you, putting off your former self, your conduct, your corrupt ways, your deceitful lust, and being renewed on a daily basis by engaging God's promises and his word. I am currently in a process of transformation. And for me, what that looks like is letting go of any friend, any environment, any situation that remotely looks like the old me and realizing that it's just not who I am called to be anymore. And it is sad, but I also think it's important to properly end and prune those those cycles and circles. Now, a friend of mine gave me a worksheet and said, you know, well, this is, this is the old you. You got to give that old you a deadline and all the relationships associated with it. And she made me write down what relationships had to go and by when they were going to go. And let me tell you, I was so sad when I had to write down some of those relationships that I cherished so much. But how many of you know that no relationship is worth your destiny? No relationship is worth your dream. No relationship is worth you not becoming your best self because you don't want to let people go who remind you and continually pull you back to being the old you. You know, but letting go of the old you is more than just cutting folk off, right? Letting go of the old you is making a decision to begin to walk and live life differently. And how do you do that? Well, for me, I'm currently in the process of transformation, right? It is changing what you read, changing what you watch, changing what you listen to, changing your attitude, changing your mindset, changing who you spend time with, changing how you spend your time. For me, it looks like making a dedication to spend time with God every single day. And what does spend time with God really means? Waking up and singing songs that praise God, waking up and reading my Bible, waking up and saying my prayers. It means recognizing when I'm falling short at the end of the day, reflecting on myself and saying, God, forgive me for these things that I did today. It, for me, it means distancing myself from anyone who is too religious, anyone who's too critical, anyone who distributes controlling behavior, because those are all behaviors that I am breaking away from myself. And how many of you know that if you are struggling, let's say that you have like an addiction or something. If you hang out in the environment, if you hang out in the spaces with the people that remind Mind you of those things, the, the likelihood of relapsing is so much higher, right? So the same thing goes with renewing your mind. Until you get around people who are thinking, talking, walking, acting differently, you ain't going to change. Until you stop watching the shows that you watch that influence you in pop culture and listening to the same old music, you ain't going to change. So you have to make a decision. And then it's letting go of the past, Just choosing to let it go. So it didn't work out. All right. So the friendship failed. Okay. So the relationship failed. Okay. So you didn't get, you know, something that you thought you deserved. Okay. Just bounce. Just let it go. Just move forward. Last but not least, I think the most important thing is learning how to actually trust God. Trusting God to be God. Trusting God to guide you, to keep you, to strengthen you, to love on you, to be who he says he is going to be in your life. This 
journey, this walk into a winning season for me is also like a trust walk. It's a trust fall. It's a trust sigh. It's a trust climb. It is all about surrender and learning to trust and to say, you know what? I have an advocate who sits on high, who could fight for me and make provision for me better than any way that I ever can do it for myself. And I have to say that I have learned and I have seen God move and advocate and contend with people who have contended with me in every aspect and every arena in my life. When I tell y'all that surrendering is the key, surrendering religion, surrendering the critics, surrendering the old you, surrendering your expectations or the way things have to go is the key to activating God's power in your life. I am living proof and I'm walking in it every single day. So I want to thank you guys for being a part of this journey because the easy breezy life was definitely part of my faith walk. I want to thank you for giving me your 30 minutes on your Monday, Tuesday commute, whenever it is that you're listening to this, because there's so many other people out here you could be listening to, but you chose to give me your time. And for that, I am grateful. I want you to know that I am praying and hoping that you have an amazing summer, that you kick butt all summer, that you live your best life all summer, and that you'll come back here in the fall to join me for season two of The Easy Breezy Life, where me, my sisters, all my friends are going to be talking about living our best lives together. I love you. God bless you. And we'll see you next season. Thank you.